Today we're going to analyze military wisdom for life. I was checking a military podcast and I saw that I understand that it sounds weird, like militaries having a podcast. But the reason is that not many people want to join the army, the navy these days. Especially young generations, they prefer just to do their TikTok, they want to become YouTuber, they even prefer to work in a fast food chain instead of going to the army. So that's why military need to catch up with new technologies and they need to show that there is something cool in being in one of the forces. But you know what happened is that before, I mean long time ago, a man who was a military had a lot of perks in society. For example, women would desire men with uniform. A las mujeres les gustaban los hombres con uniforme. That, that was a, a trend. Why? Because women assumed that a man who came from the military was a disciplined man, a man that had some values, that had honor, a man that knew how to conduct himself. So that was the idea. But nowadays, people look the military like, like below the shoulder. They kind of look like a thing that people who go to the military, people assume that it's someone that didn't have another thing to do, and as a default, they just end in the military. But I can tell you, we can learn many things from them. In the same way that we can learn principles from sports and bring them to, to business and to daily life, we can learn a lot of things from the military that is more than just discipline. You can be sure about that. So before starting, thanks to the sponsor, as always to me, inglesparacholos.com. And please spread the word. Tell the people to go to the best English Peruvian podcast that is mine uh, to Uncle Balta on Spotify and also join my WhatsApp channel, unclebalta.com. Time to get started. The number one, you know, I listened to this story and it, it was compelling. It was a story of, um, there was a man that was on watch. What is on watch? En guardia. So it was a, a military guy. He was on watch taking guard of, they were, I think, taking care of a basement. And he fell asleep twice. They called his, him, his attention. And when they called his attention, he denied it. He said that he didn't fell asleep. Then they showed the footage, the recordings. And he accepts that yes, he fell asleep. They kick him out of the um, of the army. Why? Not because he fell asleep, but because he denied it when it happened. And that is one of the first thing is accepting responsibility on time. It's one of the first principles that we need to handle or we need to embrace. How many times when we are working with a team in our company or even with the family, we mess things up. And we know that we mess things up, but we don't accept it because we want to protect our balls. We want to protect our ass. The military show us that we need to be the first person to call our own self. We need to call out our own self. And if we mess things up, we need to let the, our close people to know about it. Not random people. You don't need to, to scream to, to the society, I mess things up. But to your close people so you can fix things with them together and do it faster. That is the first one. The second one is that, and is kind of included in this first uh, tip, is we need to understand that the group is more important than the individual. Why this military was kicked out from the organization? Because he was trying to protect himself, but by protecting himself, he could harm the rest of the team. And that's why the team always is first. And of course, before that, we need to understand that we need to be part of the best team as possible. Not all the people are lucky having a good family. There are shitty families out there. 
I was talking with a friend today from Bosnia and she told me that like, sometimes you don't trust your family <laughs> or you don't like your family that much. And that's true. We need to try to gather the best people, could be relatives or friends. And once that we have a team, that is like your own army. So that is point number one. Take responsa responsibility and take it on time. The second, and this was, this really caught my attention, was I don't need to like you, but I need to trust you. But before I continue, a friendly reminder, if you want to contact me, you can go to my WhatsApp, más 51-9890-23986. The quality of your service should be more important than your personality. And I know it sounds kind of counter countering what we mentioned on previous podcasts. We always mention that the artist is more important than the art, that you need to, your personal brand is more important than your product. Yes, that's true when you want to sell something. But when you want to hire someone or have someone in your team, you want the best service as possible. Who can get the job done faster and better? Even if I don't like the person, I don't need to like the person. I need to know that the person is reliable. And that applies for many areas. In politics, for example, how many times people say, no, I don't like that candidate. It's not if we like the candidate or not. If it's the candidate is the most, uh, um, is the most capable to do the job or not. The same way we are going to hire an employee. Uh, I remember when I started hiring secretaries, I would hire secretaries just because they were hot. <laughs> and my business started to go to hell. Why? Because the service is more important than just the personality. And now that we are talking about this, also we need to remember that the message is more important than the messenger, especially nowadays with cancel culture, when if we don't like something from somebody from from one person, we don't want to listen to this person anymore. No, it shouldn't be like that. Always stay open to listen ideas. Even if it's for a shitty person, maybe they have something important, so we should pay attention. Number three, and this one was also beautiful, is there are battles and there are wars. Battles are short-term and, and wars are long-term. You cannot win 100% of the battles, but you need to win the war. Interesting thing. Let's try to apply this uh, battle and war analogy. And we can have short-term and long-term in different things. For example, skills. There are some skills that we need to master fast to fix our situation and other skills that would take longer time. For example, in the case of learning a language, that is a classic long-term skill. Learning a language could take you six months, one year, depending how you, you want to do the things, but basically six months or one year. That, that is not long-term, but for some people it's long-term. If you don't learn a language today, your life is the same tomorrow. But if you spend the next two or five years without knowing English especially, you are going to feel how your life becomes to get miserable because while everybody else is becoming global, you are keeping yourself isolated just in one country. Short-term skills and long-term skills, we need to pay attention. Also about physique. What is the short-term for physique? Looking good, having your abs, having a good body for the picture. Yes, that's short-term. What is the long-term approach? Longevity. We need to live longer. What it means? We cannot go to the gym and lift crazy weights all the time because if, if we do that, we will have injuries. So always short-term and long-term. And if you want to apply that uh, in the money area, also it's the same. What is short-term? It's sales, it's promotion. What is long-term? It's branding, reputation. 
So always something for now and something for the future. And an additional idea that comes within this point is when you are not fighting, you are improving. I was listening a, a general and he said that when you are not fighting, you are improving your skills. So you are always doing something. And we live in a society that always say, no, I need to relax. Relax is part of the process. But we need also to improve. If we don't improve, if we don't have this growth mindset, we will be stuck and eventually other people will keep growing. So the two things I want to rescue here, the battle and the war analogy, and also the idea that when we are not fighting, we need to keep improving. And also we need to recover faster from fails. That's why we mentioned you can lose battles, but you cannot lose wars. If you lose one, one battle, let's say like one day or one week was like shit. Okay. Why this week was like shit? What was the worst part? Okay. Let's try to fix this. So the next one will be better. So recovering fast is part of how winners wins wars. The number four, this was, was beautiful. A good leader is not the one who barks the most. It's not the one who screams the most. It's the one who knows how to ask help when he needs it. It's the one who knows to accept his mistakes or his, his lack of knowledge when he doesn't have it. A good leader is the one who also asks for feedback. I was listening to some um, a speech of uh, military people. And when they finish the speech, you know what they say? They say, feedback? What do they mean with feedback? They were asking, please, tell me what thing I am missing here. And it's the totally opposite of the corporate world or sometimes of the conference that we hear. When we hear a conference, the, the speaker finish and he's uh, waiting that everybody claps. No, hey, congratulations. No, yeah, but that is not enough. What about feedback? So... Someone from the crowd, someone from the listeners, maybe they say, oh, yes, but we are missing that. And that is the idea of feedback. A good leader need to, need to know how to receive feedback, how to process extra information. And that's why we need to be more uh, growth oriented instead of ego oriented. People who are ego oriented, they don't want to know more because they believe they are the, the best shit in the world. We need to be growth oriented. And something extra related with the, with the a leader is that also leaders should know when to provide context and when to just give orders. When there is chaos, you need to just give orders. You cannot provide context. Hey, you need to do this due to this reason. No, there is chaos. Someone is dying. We need to please do this fast. But in order to have this permission to give orders without context, we need to gain the trust of our people. So when there is no chaos, we should give always context. Please move this fence from here to there because we need an extra car to transit from this side. Please, we need to you to be on watch and guardia from this hour to this hour. So when the military switch their schedule, there is a person checking the schedule um, transition between the two. So always give context when there is time. Some people and some bosses, they don't like to give context. They are used to just do that, do that. So we need to show the people always why they are doing the thing they are doing in case that there is no emergency. The next one, a strong military has a strong supply chain. And I'm going to compare this with something like simple of our daily life. People, they go to their house, they open their fridge, their refrigerator, and they don't have food. Oh, I'm going to perish. I don't have food. 
What do they do? They call the Uber Eats. Please, Uber Eats, bring me some bullshit food. Bring me some crappy food because I don't have food in my refrigerator. That is lack of supply chain. Es falta de suministros. In the same way that a strong military have a strong supply chain, a strong diet should have a strong supply chain of food. If you don't have healthy food in your house, you are not going to eat healthy food. And just having the healthy food is not the full supply chain. It's how do you prepare it. I'm going to go technical for one minute here. So for the people who want to pay attention, one minute technical on diet. You need to make, that's why I have an episode called military diet. We need to buy our groceries the same day every week or maybe twice a week, the same day. If you have like a person who delivers things to your house, okay, no problem. But always the same day, we need to put that in tappers. Everything is in tappers and we need to chop the meat. As soon as we receive, we chop, cortamos la carne, ta, 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 the meat or the chicken or the fish. The protein is always the hardest thing to prepare. So always that goes in tupper y cortadito, fileteado. If you can buy it fileteado and you trust your casera or your seller, cool. We have all in tappers. Season it. Lo sazonamos una vez. Whenever we are hungry, we just open the tupper, throw that into the pan, in la sartén. We throw some water because I don't use oil. And you cook that. In 20 minutes, your meal is done. While that thing is cooking, you can boil some potatoes, some sweet potatoes, some yucas. And also you can boil eggs if you want and your avocado. You're ready to go. Your full process of preparing your meal takes you 20 minutes and you can prepare the meals for the day. I would suggest only do two meals per day. As soon as you finish cooking, you bring back to the tupper the food already cooked and you clean that pan. Lava la sartén. Because if you don't clean that pan, it's going to be a pain in the balls to clean that. It's the same as dishes. Si no lavas los platos, then it's going to take more time to wash those dishes. That is a military way to approach diet and that is your supply chain. How do you handle your supply chain? And the supply chain is not other thing than a to-do list. Every activity should have a to-do list, especially the activities that don't have that that don't happen in a regular basis. For example, in my case, importations. I only do importation once or twice per year. I have a to-do list. I should call this person, I call the agent here, ta ta ta. So if we are going to record a podcast, what is the to-do list before the podcast? You're going to the gym. What is your to-do list before going to the gym? Okay, I need to have my shirt, my towel, this, these four things. Where are the four items? Ready. So you never forget. One huge mistake. And if you pay like expensive coaching, seminar, or lesson, this is one of the best, the first thing they're going to teach you. They're going to charge you like, like $1,000 for this uh, uh, advice. And it's always have to-do list for everything. So you never miss. When you miss something, fuck, you need to do the activity again. And you are multiplying per two, per three, everything that you forget. Let's go to the next one. And this one is also important. In the same way that you, we, you want your supply chain to be as perfect as possible, we need to acknowledge that sometimes shit will happen. Conditions will not be perfect. And we need to work with what we have. We need to understand that not all the time the, the conditions are going to be perfect. So that means that we need to be resilient. We need to adapt. Let's say that you have an injury in your shoulder, for example. Yes, you cannot do free weight, peso libre, no puedes hacer peso libre. But you can do machines, you can do legs. 
we work with the things that are available and we stop distracting, oh, I have a pain in my shoulder. Yes, you have a pain in your shoulder, but don't focus in the bad thing. I was talking this with my, with my friend before this uh, episode too, is if you focus in abundance, you bring more abundance to your life. And if you focus in pain or scarcity, you bring more of that. So whenever we have a problem, okay, we address that problem. Let's try to, how can we isolate this problem as much as possible? and keep working with the things that we have to bring more things to our life. We need to stop worrying, as we mentioned before, and we need to focus more. I want to share with you, this is the, the, the today's topic. If you wanted to just listen the military wisdom, this is the part that we wrap. I want to share some extra thing because as you know, I love to do research, so I have some extra advice for you. But before, friendly reminder, if you want to contact me, my WhatsApp, más 51 9890 23986. Let's go to four advice or five advice to level up your life. This was another video, but I believe the information was interesting. Whenever we want to improve our day, always we don't know how to start. And I have some strategies as making your day less miserable, right? <laughs> the, the less miserable approach is one of the easiest way to start. How my life can be less fucked up, okay? Let's start from that. But also having reverse engineer. What is reverse engineer? Is if you can look the product, you can understand how to build the product. The same happened with our day. So describing your day. At what time do you want to wake up? At what time do you want to go to bed? With who do you want to gather yourself? What activities do you want to do? How many hours do you want to work per day? Put it on a paper. Now the question is, how can we make this happen? And that's when you start improving your day. When you have the end result, how can we make this happen? The other one, and this goes for the TikTok people, but the TikTok people, I don't think they are here because those motherfuckers, they don't even listen podcasts. So I, I don't need to tell that, but we need to extend our time horizons. People are thinking nowadays in long term, one month. One month is not long term, you know? Long term, maybe it could be 10 years and that's it. I would say still not long term. We need to have longer time horizons so we can work in the future. People want to have the results now. Let's try to apply delay gratification as much as possible. And one analogy for this that I share with my people is always in mind that you are leaving a gift for the future version. What you're you enjoying now in life or, or the thing that you don't like now, was something that your previous version left for you. What do you want to leave for the future version? And here a kicker for you, if you want to be more motivated. You will never have more energy than you have now. Because now, especially if you are like in your 20s or 30s, we are in the peak performance of our life. It's not going to get better. It's going to get worse in the future. So we really need to have a strong foundation for when our health is not the same as we have now. The next one, the next point, we need to brainwash ourselves. If you check most of the people that are watching Netflix, um, Amazon, those uh, streaming movie services, most of these people are experiencing depression. It's not a coincidence. It's because the system is brainwashing them in a bad way. We need to brainwash our own self in a good way. And what it means, we need to make us believe that we are enough to achieve that thing that we want that we are enough to achieve that perfect day. So what kind of content can you absorb so now you have this clear vision of your perfect version? 
That's how we brainwash ourselves. And also we brainwash ourselves by gathering ourselves with people that are winning in life. And the last is we need to be a master managing our energy and time. Understand that there are moments in the day that we have more maximum productivity and other days that are just for recovery. Most of the people during the afternoon is not peak productivity. So what activities can you fit there? In my case, a nice way to, to compensate my day is now going to the gym at 3 p.m. Why? Because I know that that is the moment where my productivity should start declining. So instead of allowing to decline, I go to the gym. I need to work out in the same way. I can do that because for me, working out is easy. But in your case, you can fit in the afternoon the activities that are easy and put the ones that you struggle the most at the beginning. And also, that's time management. And energy management is always try to control yourself. I was listening yesterday a podcast about monks, and they say, what is the first thing that a monk learns, que un eh, monje aprende? And is they learn how to breathe, como respirar. Why? Because the only thing that will be with you since the time that you are born till the night till the time that you perish, till the time that you, you die, is your breath, the way that you breathe. And if you have anxiety, if you are sad, if you are happy, if you are anxious, if you are angry, your breathing has different patterns. We need to learn how to make that like as standard as possible so you can control better your energy and your emotions. That is the, the last part of how to um, level up your life. That was another podcast. And I have one extra one that <laughs> I, I don't want to make this podcast larger, but you know, it's so much information that for the person who wants to remain, I will include it. But friendly reminder, if you want to acqu acquire my audiobooks, Como Dejar de Ser Una Putita o La Eyaculación Eterna, you can text me to my personal WhatsApp, más 51-9890-23986. And by the way, I have a new domain that is called balta.guru. <laughs> en vez de balta.com, balta.guru. That will send you to a Word document where if you don't have money to pay my audiobooks or my services, I'm accepting alternative way of payment that you can check that later. I was checking a podcast of uh, Myron Golden and he was talking why people don't buy your irresistible offer. We talked about that on previous episodes. If you want people to buy your service, your product, you need to create an irresistible offer. But... People believe they have something that is cool, but it's not. Um, the reason why people are not buying from you is because you are offering to the wrong people. Could be that the size of the market is small. So if you offer something to 1,000 people, depending on how good, depending how good you are converting those prospects into sales, you will get maybe 5% of the people, 2% of the people to buy your products. But if the volume is low, if you are just pitching your idea to five people and nobody buys you, no wonder why, because the volume is small. Always, if you are not getting sales, maybe it's because you are not, um, you are not pitching your idea to enough volume of people. The other one is because maybe you are targeting a market that is not willing to pay the thing that you are offering. And I told you, when I used to do uh, videos with the foreign women, with the Venecas, what happened is that most of the people were just... Um, horny people who follow me. So they say, oh, paying for education. Oh, that's bullshit. I can find information for free online. <laughs> that was the way they answered. So I had a big volume. The size was good. I have like videos with more than 1 million people. 
but these people were not willing to pay for the thing that I was offering, that was education. The other thing, when we talk about uh, the wrong people, is that these people sometimes are price-oriented instead of value-oriented. If a person is price-oriented, they will try to find the cheapest alternative. So you can craft the best product in the market. You can have the Mercedes-Benz. You can have the Audi. But they will say, oh, I can buy a Shangan and it's cheaper. It's a, it's a car, four wheels. Yes, but it's not a Mercedes. But they don't understand because they are price-oriented. We need to check our market, how we are targeting the people and what kind of people we are targeting. The second is we need to become the right person to offer the thing. People only buy from us if they, not only if they know us, but also if they trust ourselves. And I will go deeper if they admire yourself. If people admire you, you can be sure people will buy your offer. Why people buy from Andrew Tate? Why people buy for some celebrities? And you say, hey, that, that motherfucker doesn't know what he or she is talking about. Yes. But if people admire you, they buy from you. Um, it's not coincidence why people apply this bullshit of fake it until you make it. Because it's an easy way to trick the system. You don't need to go that, that path. What you can do is just show a lot of evidence and try to flex your expertise so much that people admire you for the thing that you do. And the, the, the third thing, I'm going to just include two extra things to wrap this podcast, is because sometimes we are not solving real problems. Something that sounds, oh, this sounds important, but is it really an important thing? We should ask ourselves. And in case that is a real thing that is important, we need to show that to the audience because people don't understand. People don't have the same information that we do. And there are two things that motivate people, pleasure and pain, placer y dolor. But to be clear, pain motivate more people than pleasure. So when we are crafting an offer, people get distracted here telling, oh, if you buy my product, you will, you will do this, you can have this. No, no, no. What is the pain that you're avoiding? That's why if you go to my website, inglesparacholos.com, I tell you, you know, when you know English, life becomes easier. Now you have more options. Now you're working for just one person before you were able to have customers from all around the world. So you don't have to rely just in one customer who determines what is the price or the tariff that you can charge. When you show people that they can reduce the pain or mitigate the pain or delete the pain that they have, now they are willing to pay your offer. How this offer that you have will help them to move from point A and to point B. If you can make it faster, smoother and effortless, you will be surprised how many people join your product or service. And the last thing just to wrap this podcast is that you can have also the wrong price, too high or too low. If it's too high, means that maybe you are targeting the wrong people or you are not giving enough value. But if it's too low, it doesn't make sense. If you provide all the value that you mentioned, why do you charge so low? So it's like, that's why you want to match, you want to put the value above the price always for sure. You need to offer more than you charge. But the price cannot be too low because if not, people are like, but it doesn't make sense. And in case that you want to make it like that, like, like a high value and a low price, we need to explain why we can make that possible. Because that is also a strategy. We can make that possible for this option. And that will make more irresistible your offer, of course. Just those four things. Remember, just to, to summarize, is um, pitch to the right people, become the right person who sell it solve a real problem and 
learn to price your offer. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. I kind of condensed three episodes of different topics in one, but uh, I really enjoy recording. So it's a gift from Uncle Valter to you. Hope you enjoy your weekend. And remember, if you want to contact me, you can go to más 51 98 90 23 986.